This is Michelle Stevenette with Mind Body Boss, episode 47 How to Be the Person We Want to Be. Welcome to Mind Body Boss. This is the podcast for people who know our minds and bodies are connected, they affect one another, and the more we learn how they operate, the more we get to be the boss of our life experience. I'm your host, Michelle Stevenette. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Michelle, and I want to read a listener review today before we start. This is from Alaskan Rosie River, which I love that name, and she titled it Voice of the Best Friend You've Always Wanted. Yay! I'll be your best friend. (laughs) Anyways, that was me, not her. She said, I really look forward to Michelle's podcast. Her words have helped me see patterns in my life that she invites me to simply notice. There's nothing pushy. She gently talks about other self-caring options that I can take if I want. Michelle's approach is genuine and she has such eternal perspective. Sometimes when I know I need to get a task done but don't feel motivated, I re-listen to her podcast and gain the perspective I need to move forward. Thank you, Alaskan Rosie River. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. And for those of you that have left reviews, thank you also. I It really does mean a lot. So thank you for doing that. And if you haven't left one and there's a part of you that's like, yeah, I should leave her one, would you mind just doing it? It'd be awesome. And then every time I thank you, you can be like, yep, I'm one of those cool people that left a review. That would be awesome. Even if you just tap a star, that's also helpful. So thank you for doing that. So today I want to share with you how to be the person that you want to be. When I was going through my health coach training and I started working with practice clients, I was really nervous about it because I'd never done this before, brand new skill, I'm a beginner. And I remember a friend of mine telling me about uh, the Miracle Morning, maybe you've heard of the book or, or maybe you've read it or heard of this and how helpful it had been for her. And I remembered some of the principles. I haven't read the book, but I remembered what she told me, what she did and like the little pieces and parts to this Miracle Morning and how it really kind of helped her sort of be who she wanted to be. And I thought, I really want to show up and be the best coach that I can. And I want to be able to utilize all the resources that I have available to me. And I feel like I need to have a certain headspace for all of that. And so I decided when I was going to start my practice clients that I was going to start practicing this miracle morning. And I had a lot of hope and trust and faith that this was really going to help me out. So I started getting up earlier than I did in order to give myself some extra time. And I would take 10 minutes to do some stretching, some yoga. I would do 10 minutes of meditating, 10 minutes of visualization and 10 minutes of affirmations and 10 minutes of reading and 10 minutes of journaling. And so I, I really scheduled out a solid hour block of 10 minute increments where I did all these activities and I really got myself mentally in a great space. Now, this was actually very helpful and I began to really look forward to it and I loved it. And I do think that it was really helpful. And I, over time, I started to notice a pretty big difference. This is where I started to really gain some new insights about myself and all sorts of things. And it was really, really helpful. And I would also, um, you know, make sure that even before each client that I said a prayer and I was, I was really trying, I wanted to be the best coach that I could. And what happened was I began to feel very dependent on these practices. I was really afraid 
that unless I did all of these things, that my coaching sessions might not go as well, or my life might not go as well. It was really kind of a fear-based place to be living. And I didn't, I didn't see it at first. I was, I just felt like I have to do all these things in order to get myself into the headspace and the mentality that I felt that I needed. And so if I ever got interrupted or if somebody needed me, or if I accidentally, you know, if I ended up staying up late and then maybe I didn't have quite as much time because I woke up a little later or something like that, I started to really get worried that things weren't going to go well, or I would start feeling a little resentful that somebody needed me in my family. How dare they, you know, interrupt my quiet moments. And that felt pretty terrible. And at some point it occurred to me that this was a new practice. And before I ever even started doing it, I never had those feelings of resentment, right? Before, And I wasn't doing the things. But now, <laughs> as I'm doing the things, if I don't get to, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm all worried and resentful and frustrated. And I thought, wait a minute. Back before I started this, I never felt worried and resentful and frustrated. But now that I've started doing these things, I'm starting to have these negative emotions um, if I don't get to do it. And so I realized that... I had gotten into the space of thinking that I have to do X, Y, and Z, or I'm not going to be a good mom, or I'm not going to be a good coach that day. And what happened is that sort of then led me to actually creating that. I started not showing up as my best self because now I'm being resentful and frustrated. And that comes across in my actions and behavior to my family, even if I'm even if I'm trying to not let it show, like it's there, it's kind of driving things a little bit, right? It kind of shows up. And... I just felt like if I, unless I get this morning routine in, I'm not able to be my best. And I didn't realize that I was doing these things from a place of, of fear. I wasn't seeing that I was giving my power to this circumstance of doing X, Y, and Z. And all of my power to be who I wanted to be, I thought was contingent on these things, on these actions. <laughs> And it took me a little bit to recognize that it's really not about jumping through hoops or having a bunch of prerequisites in order to be who I want to be, but that was the experience I was having. And all those supportive behaviors that I wanted to engage in, like the prayer and the meditation and the journaling, those are there simply for support and to help me be centered and be who I want to be, not as hard, fast requirements, right? They're not prerequisites to having a good day. They're not hard, fast rules. They're simply gentle guides. They're ways of reminding and centering and connecting. And those things being reminded and centered and connected are always available to us anytime we choose, whether or not we can actually, you know, take an hour (laughs) of our day to engage in that we can actually connect to the, to ourselves and be who we want to be with or without those things. And I hadn't necessarily seen that, but wouldn't, wouldn't that be the goal, right? To help us be who we want to be in all situations and all circumstances, not only if and when certain things are in line, right? That's the goal, to be connected, to be centered, to be at peace, to feel loving at all times, not just have it being conditional on certain things being in place, right? So 
realizing that I'd been doing those things from a place of fear was a huge epiphany for me because I did think that on some level that I had to do those things in order to up the odds of things going well for me or to prevent myself from making some mistakes. And of course that's fear-based, right? I, I wasn't doing it from a place of just simple love and support and guidance and helping me direct the, the way I want to be facing, right? It simply is for those day-to-day moments of, you know, being who we want to be. And so how do we become the person that we want to be? I want to point out that as I talk about who we want to be, this is very, very different than achieving goals. So I'm not talking about the outside things like losing weight or getting our finances how we want them or getting pregnant or getting married or whatever the goals in our life may be. That's actually not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about who we want to be on the inside, not what we're trying to achieve on the outside or become on the outside, but what we are experiencing and who we are on the inside. And just to not misunderstand me, I am all for goals and making changes that we want on the outside, like improving our health or our financial situation or advancing in our careers or relationships. Or I'm all for that. But it's so helpful to realize that even as we achieve the things that we want to in our life and the things that we set out to do, the person that we are is still who we are. It's still us, right? So for example, we don't magically become immune to insecurity or self-doubt because we've lost weight. (laughs) We sometimes think that will happen. Like, oh, if I lose the weight, then I won't be insecure. Or if I achieve this certain level of whatever, then I won't doubt myself anymore. But that's really not how it works. We, We won't ever be completely inoculated against feelings of frustration or anger or pain Just because we achieved something, like just because we got out of debt doesn't mean you're never going to feel frustrated again. (laughs) Or even after we get married or we get pregnant or we get the job that we want, we're still going to experience negative emotion. We will still experience pain or anger or doubt or insecurity. Those are feelings that we will still experience the pain, the suffering, all of that even when we achieve whatever it is we want to achieve. As humans, we're always going to be susceptible to some struggle and negative emotion. It's kind of like a cold or a flu bug. It doesn't matter how famous you are or how accomplished you are or how fit you are. You're still susceptible to all the things that all humans are, right? We're always going to have some struggle. So when we think about the person we want to be, whether it's the person that has lost weight or whatever, that's much less the focus for this conversation as who we want to be along the way, who we want to be along the way to whatever we're heading towards, right? How do we want to think about our struggles and how do we want to respond to them or how do we want to talk about them? How do we want to see them? What perspective do we want to have regarding what goes on for us? And so we have to use our minds to really picture who that person is. Like, who do we really want to be? And what does that version of us look like? And what does that version of us do when we're experiencing negative emotions or when we're experiencing frustration? So maybe right now, if we get frustrated, maybe what we do is we raise our voices or we 
go and eat a bag of chips or we do something when we're frustrated and that's totally fine. But if you want to consider a different experience, then what other type of options are available? Like what might that future version of you do when they're feeling frustrated instead of raising your voice or instead of eating a bag of chips? (laughs) What are you going to do? And so we have to kind of open our minds and start considering other possibilities or other options. Same with any other negative emotion. What do you imagine this future version of you, um, what does that version of you do when experiencing self-doubt? The version of you that got out of debt or the version of you that lost the weight, that version of you is going to experience self-doubt. And what does that version of you do with it? Or with being angry, what does that version of you do with anger or with boredom or with anxiety? Like, what does that future version of you do with that? Who do we want to be when those feelings come up? So I know examples of other people are really helpful, and especially in the scriptures and reading stories and watching people that we admire and what they do can be really, really helpful. Um, But I think it's also really helpful for us to kind of access our own kind of inner wisdom and our own personality traits and, and see what works for us. So we have to start creating new possibilities in our minds. So we have to kind of ask ourselves these questions and start getting ideas of what that new version of us does and how does she or he operate. And so I think our inner conscience, like our inner wisdom, can be really, really helpful. And we have to give ourselves space to listen to it, which often doesn't happen because we are just going about our days from thing to thing to thing to thing. But if we give ourselves an opportunity to listen, even if it's just like in the shower or even if it's in the car or even if it's while we're washing dishes or whatever, if we have a moment, it's almost like we can have just like this little quiet time with ourselves and ask ourselves some questions and truly listen to what comes up. And I believe we can get some really, really insightful answers curated and specific to us when we do so. So I'm going to ask you right now just to participate with me for a moment. And I, I got this idea from a BYU devotional by Stephen Covey that was given before I was born. So it was a really long time ago, but um, I'll put a link to it in show notes, but, and I'm going to modify it for our purposes today, but I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I want you to sit with them and listen to whatever answers come to you. So your answers will be different from mine because we're different people, but I want you to really ask yourself and then sit long enough to listen to whatever answers come into your mind. Okay. (laughs) So I'm going to give you a big, long pause after I ask you the question, because I want you to consider it. So here we go. First question. I'm only going to do two questions. So first one is, what do I need to do to improve my relationship with myself. Second question, what do I need to do to invite peace and joy into my life?
if you really asked yourself these questions and really listened, you now will know specific things that you can do to be more fully who you want to be. And the answers that just came into your mind are specific to you. And whatever came to your mind, I believe is connected to your inner wisdom. And if you felt it in your mind and in your heart, I believe that is personal revelation. If we take the time to ask ourselves questions and really listen for answers, our inner wisdom and our connection to Heavenly Father will come through. And the amazing thing is that the moment that we discover a new possibility for ourselves or a new perspective for our circumstances or a new way of just responding to what's going on, it's just a new way of being, that new possibility almost instantly becomes our new reality. It's like our agency suddenly gets expanded and we get to really actually choose to act rather than be acted upon. And it feels amazing. Now, we have just begun to create a newer, improved version of ourselves using our minds. And it's like we're creating ourselves spiritually in a way first, sort of like blueprints or house plans. We now are giving ourselves an idea of who we're becoming and, and what we want our experience of life to look like from the inside. And then we begin to just practice actually living as that person, being that person. So then when something comes up that triggers frustration, instead of a bag of chips or instead of raising your voice, it's game on. Who are we going to be? When we are experiencing some self-doubt or some insecurity, game on. Like, I'm going to love myself anyways. It's okay. Part of being a human. When we start to maybe judge ourselves or judge other people around us, again, it's game on. Who are we going to be? And how is this new version of us going to choose to respond? And I imagine, like for me, my experience as I think about these things, I feel like it's a lot like how the scriptures describe charity. Um, Charity suffereth long, it envieth not, is not puffed up, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoicing not in iniquity, but rejoicing in the truth, bearing all things, believing all things, hoping all things, and enduring all things. It's the pure love of Christ, right? And the scriptures say, whoever is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. So I like to imagine myself as someone who has love just radiating and flowing freely from my soul. I got that phrase from Kim Duncan, that love radiates and flows freely from my soul. And does that mean I'm always radiating love from my soul? Probably not because I'm a human, (laughs) but I am practicing being that way more and more of the time. And it's really an intentional way of being. It's something that I'm intentionally choosing to direct my mind to. And it shifts the energy in my body when I am directing my mind that way. And we all have the ability to do this. We all have the ability to direct our minds however we want to. And if we don't, then we simply just end up living at the effect of an unsupervised mind, um, which is really another topic altogether. But that unsupervised mind is going to experience things 
uh, very, very differently <laughs> and not in a way that's our best self for sure. Okay, to recap, I have three main points. Number one, supportive behaviors are there only to support us. The goal is for us to be who we want to be with or without them. They're just there to support us. They're like training wheels, <laughs> but they're there for us to be supported, but it is entirely possible. And the goal is for us to be who we want to be with or without them. Number two, if we want to shift our way of being, we have to first create that new way in our minds. We have to essentially create it spiritually first. It has to become a possibility in our minds. Point number three, if we ask ourselves and really, really listen, our inner wisdom kicks in and gives us answers. And I believe the Holy Ghost speaks to us through our conscious in that way. And we will receive those answers in our mind and in our heart. It's two witnesses and that's how you know that it's from above, in my opinion. That's how I know. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, leave a note, tap a star. I'll be back again next Wednesday. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, would you mind sharing it with your friends and maybe even leave a review to help others find this podcast? That would just be terrific. For information about working with me, please visit my website, michellestevenett.com. That's michelle, S-T-E-V-E-N-E-T-T.com.